Welcome back to the Midnight Blue and Gold Launchpad Podcast. I am PJ Spiller, a.k.a. Padgillic, and along with me tonight is the one and only Zach from the Mac, Pal Haida. Hey, good to be here, like always. Hi, glad to have you here, and you you may notice we are uh, absent uh, our co-host, Ryan Brandt, this evening, but... We are more than thrilled to bring you a little bit of a spring update. We know it's been a while since we've been uh, behind the microphones here. And I think it's been since the uh, Women's Basketball Championship. Has been a while. Let's see, what, that's seven weeks? Yeah. So, yeah, we're going on about two months here. We, we, we've had a lot of going on in our personal lives and professional lives. And we are blessed to have with us this evening... Uh, Andrea Grove McDonough. We're going to talk to her. She is the director of the the track and field program at University of Toledo. She's the head of the women's cross country program. And actually, she's without an assistant right now. So she's got a lot of hats sitting on her head. And she's taking taking care of the men's program and the women's program here in the spring. Yeah. um, Coach. (laughs) It's a lot. Glad to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we we talked a little bit before we got on the air tonight uh, about uh, the, the season so far. It, it's been a wild and wacky season, as the weather always is in Ohio. That that always plays a factor. And you know, one day it's thirty five, and next day it's it's eighty four. Yep. So unfortunately, that that affects runners uh, a lot more than than most athletes. I, I guess. Well, you know, being being in the spring season. Talk a little bit about your pre or your your season up to this point, and we we know you were just down last weekend in Columbus for the Jesse Owens Classic. Give us a little update about how things are going so far. Well, um, you know, it's been as I was saying, kind of off air. It's been a bit of a slow start. Um, you know, I don't. Sometimes that's the nature, especially with our distance running women, which are a, a big, large chunk of our track and field program. Um, you know, with three seasons kind of back to back to back, um, sometimes you see something give a little bit and, and that can be a slow start to the outdoor track. And, uh, and then for our women in the other events, our speed and power events, sprinters and jumpers and hurdlers and such, um, they've honestly just had like the worst luck. You know, we've, um, oh. they went down all the way to Tennessee, which is traditionally a really great meet. And it was, you know, in the forties and pouring rain and, you know, windy oh. and just kind of. And so then, you know, they had some nice weather up here. They competed over at Tiffin. I had some distance runners out in California. And ironically, it was pretty cold out in California. It was much, probably, I think it was 20 degrees warmer in Toledo um, than it was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was like <laughs> raining and 50. And we were just like, and then we went to Jesse Owens. And once again, we got 50 degrees and pouring rain on Friday nights. And it was better Saturdays you know, because it wasn't raining, <laughs> but, you know, we saw a little bit of sun, but it's pretty cold. Um, you know, and that's just, it can be a frustrating thing. It's just the nature of what we do. Outdoor track is finicky like that. And, you know, gosh, oh, two weeks from now we could be at the conference meet and it could be, you know, 90 like last spring. So who knows, but a bit of a slow start for us. You brought up a good point about, about the different times of day or different, different weather conditions. I know distance runners like it uh, a little bit cooler uh so they're not you know absolutely roasting but 
talk a little bit about how, how it affects all the different aspects of your team. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the kind of, you know, challenge of a combined, a full track and field program. The distance runners, you know, are really looking for cool evenings. I mean, the ideal temperature to run a 10K is in the low 50s. Um, maybe high forties where the spectators are bundled up, you know, on the sidelines. Um, I, but in all event areas, for the most part, we prefer no wind. Certainly the sprinters don't mind a little bit of wind at their back. Absolutely. Some of the throw events, but you know, then you could get to pretty quickly a, a legal wind and therefore your times, you know, won't count for some things, uh, for qualifying if it's too windy. And then, you know, our, our distance runners, if you're going at least more than one lap, you know, you don't want wind you know, that's, you know, slowing you down. So, but the sprinters prefer, you know, they would love it to be 80, 85, warm, sunny, you know, muscles just warm up better Absolutely. that way. Their speed and power events. So yeah, you have this interesting, you know, combination of, you know, so I always think, you know what, 70 and sunny would just make everyone happy. It's, it's sort of middle of the road. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I, I know that I, I did run track and field for two years in high school and I was a run, a sprinter and a jumper and it was, yeah, I definitely like. What are you laughing at, Zach? I don't know. I just never took you for the athletic type, Pat. <laughs> hey, I was a wrestler for four years or three and a half years, and then I was a track and field. But I was a I was a jumper, and actually, you know, my 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 wife was a jumper, a high jumper, and our daughter was a high jumper who qualified for states for four years. So right there in your face, buddy. <laughs> Genetics don't lie. <laughs> I wasn't athletic. Oh yeah. You were on the football team. Yeah. And you probably flirted with track and field for a minute. Yeah. I I threw disc and a shot. Wasn't very good, but you were out there. At least you were trying. You know what they had me for the big man relays. There you go. That was the one event that I shined. That's why I say though. What's that coach? But see track and field. I was saying, but track and field, see, it has an event for everyone. Right. That throws. Absolutely. The jumps we can we can find a place so Ky- kyle our our producer is is was an offensive lineman and i can't believe you were not ever in a big man relay i uh i always focus on football all season football. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough all right i thought i thought we were gonna be able to dig something up on him there, oh, I'd love to hear. <laughs> <laughs> anyway coach so so yeah, I mean it, it's it's been a trying couple of last uh, events that you you participated in or your teams have participated in. Tell us a little bit about your your uh, featured athletes that are doing well. I, I've noticed you've had a, quite a few PRs, and you've got some distant runners that are uh, that are up there, you know, in the higher rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have um, you know on our sprints and jump side, uh, we have a couple short hurdlers. Mason and Alexia, Mason Bates, Alexia Moling, um, they're running very well. Um, especially Mason's really starting to come on and we're really starting to see some, you know, personal bests and, and Alexia has been doing that since indoor. So is Mason. So Alexia was able to make the final indoor and the short hurdles. So we're excited about what that looks like for her. Um, really that entire kind of sprints, jump scoot group. I think they're starting to find their groove and obviously we have a new coach or in the obvious we have a new coach that event group has been through a couple coaches. So, um, you know, that's a challenge all the time adapting to somebody's style and, and just workouts the way they structure them. And so that group is really starting to come on and, and have a lot of personal best. So that's been exciting, um, to really see. Um, and then on the distance side, um, like I said, it's been a bit of a slow start for that group, but certainly we have, I think right now we have the top four or five times in the conference for the women's 1500. Um, so that's really nice. We have Matt, Madeline Vining, who looks like probably has an NCA qualifier, at least NCA first round. 
Um, so it's nice to kind of feel like we have that out of the way. Um, but actually, there's a lot of depth in that event. Um, in the MAC conference, there are a number of national caliber women um, from the MAC conference that are capable of qualifying. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's actually a lot of depth in some of our events um, in our conference. Um, so anyway, those are kind of some of the Lutwa, who's been, you know, always kind of a star for us. Is, is starting to come off. She's coming off an injury. So we knew she'd have a late start, but she's still the number one seed in the Mac right now over 1500. Oh man. Yeah. And then, uh, joy Churcher, who's also been, you know, a distance running star. She ran her first 10 K that's six, you know, 25 laps and six point, you know, two miles. So, um, that was, you know, it's twice the distance she's ever run. So she may be on the bubble for that first round, but I think she got learned a lot about patience in that race. So, um, things are starting to come together. So we're feeling, you know, pretty good about the way things look. And hopefully over this last month, we'll really see, see those stars shine. That's sort of what we need to have happen. Great. So, um, speaking of teacher, um, Given your your background in distance running, is it? I'm mean, just for our our own personal knowledge and and the audience's knowledge. Is it is it easier for distance runners to be on a road course rather than you know thirty five laps around a, a track? Yeah, I, I think it can be. I think you know a, a road race, a ten k on the road. Um, it just hits a little bit different. Um, you know, I think you're more running off feel more so. I mean, nowadays everyone's got the GPS and all this other stuff, but it's a little bit easier in 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 one regard. Um, maybe mentally, on the other hand, uh, on the track, you could be pretty structured and pretty disciplined and you're getting a lot of feedback. You can get those splits every, you know, quarter mile, every 400 meters. So, um, and the crowd can be right there every lap, you know, so right. um, it kind of depends, but, but I would say that I think most distance runners find the road road to be a really nice change. And it, it just has a fun atmosphere whereas the track can feel really, really serious. Um, the road can have, you know, cause you've got your age groupers and you know, your lady trying to win the 60 to 70 division, you know, like you really, you <laughs> right, know, right. Which, which is by the way I admire and I think is fantastic, but Oh, so I think absolutely. it's fun to bring that together on the road. And, and that's always a nice change. Very cool. And then Zach wants to talk a little bit about yeah. Uh, yeah. recruiting. Yeah. Recruiting. Oh, and, yeah. Um, you know, I will, with you being, it seems like you're uh, short staffed at the moment. And then, you know, you also <laughs> are doing cross country, you do indoor, outdoor. There's not a lot of downtime for you or for the athletes that you're probably looking at. Cause they're probably also multi multi athletes. What is the recruiting process going in with such little time around the seasons? Um, well, you know, that's a good question. It is, you know, a challenge. It's something that we actually have brought on another coach who's essentially kind of a full-time recruiter, uh, try to handle that piece for us and doing a lot of the legwork. Um, and then each of us will focus on, you know, my sprints and jumps coach, you know, he handles that area and that area of recruiting as the director, it all kind of goes through me in the end. And, you know, I'll, I'll kind of give him parameters of how much money, scholarship money he may have to spend in any particular year of recruiting. Um, so that, that part, having lost Nick, uh, midway through the year to Alabama, which, you know, I'm proud of him. That's a really exciting, you know, job for him, but that did definitely put us you know, a little bit back in terms of trying to you know, pick up kind of the stuff that he was doing. He's, he does all the men's recruiting for the distance for cross country and, and the assists on the women's side. Um, but um, Joey, one of our new young coaches that we brought on has done a fantastic job picking that up. But yeah, there's a lot of events for us to cover and it feels like kind of an ongoing process. We recruit internationally quite heavily as well. So, you know, that can get complicated with time zones and all these different things. So it's a never ending 
uh, battle and <laughs> it's a never ending job recruiting, but it is the lifeblood of our success. Yeah. It seems like it. it just, I can, I can, I can't even fathom, you know, with everything that you guys are doing with your own, with, with the people we already have, and then trying to go out internationally or throughout the country and trying to find the next, um, the next ones to be, it's just, it's just, uh, the logistical setup of that is probably just uh, a lot to deal with, but it sounds like we got a good thing going and hopefully, uh, with, uh, some new people coming in, um, you said you just, uh, uh, what was her name? Jo- uh, Joy that you said that? Oh, oh Joy, Coach Joy, yeah. Coach Joy, yeah. Joy, yeah. Kind of trying to pick up, pick up where um, Nick left off. Uh, so hopefully, it sounds like we can keep the uh, team fully stocked and ready to go. And I feel like I can make this announcement. Maybe I'm not supposed to, but by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow, our uh, you, new no, coach. It'll probably be a couple days. Perfect. But go ahead and make okay. that announcement. We, well, we'd, we we'd love the breaking news. <laughs> we are we have officially hired, and we'll put out our press release tomorrow on um, our new assistant coach, um, and his name is Tito Madrano, and he's for, at Syracuse University right now. Uh, well, is actually now at Toledo, and I'm I'm really excited about you know what he brings to the table as a coach, but also in recruiting, you know, it kind of made me think of it. He's done a phenomenal job at all the places he's, he's been. Um, he was a great athlete himself at Syracuse, a program that uh, went on and won a national championship in men's cross country. And he, he was a part of building that um, ACC championships and other things. So um, really excited about the level, you know, program he's been at and what he brings to the table. And he has terrific uh, international recruiting connections. So I'm really excited about how that can maybe elevate not only our men's program who has now been second twice in the Mac, but we could take that next step. Um, and also our women, you know, having qualified for the national championships, we'd really like to see the program get itself into the top 20, top 15 in the nation. Absolutely. That's kind of the next goal. So anyway, I'm excited about the addition of Tito and what he can bring to the table. So Tito is going to take a lot off of your plate. I'm guessing as far as being, uh, is he going to be your recruiting director or yeah, he's going to be take the, you know, he's going to be the point person on all the men's distance and men's cross country recruiting. And he will be the main men's cross country coach. I'm going to give that nice. torch back. And so he's going to take that over and then he's going to assist me on the women's side. Um, you know, usually just kind of teeing up some of it. I, I'm kind of the closer, you know, when it comes to recruiting, um, you know, right. I'll, do the, I'll do the home visit and things like that um, and the on-campus stuff. But um, yeah, and it allows us to do some other things. Uh, for example, in recruiting, we have a freshman coming in who's the Missouri State champion in the Javelin, and she would oh, be, cool. it is cool, and she would be the number one ranked Javelin thrower in the conference right now if she were on the team. Wow. So, do we um, do a lot of Javelin throwing in We, You know, we do now. We do now, absolutely. Only on the track and field, Zach. I would love <laughs> to see a Javelin be launched across the field. Well, we need to get out to the Toledo Invitational come up, yeah. co- coming up in a, a couple weeks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah Tito, I mean, oh, I bet. I mean, Tito being from the Midwest, he he's mm-hmm. uh, been with the in the OVC and mm-hmm. University of Illinois, so I'm sure that's going to be a huge addition as far as recruiting. I mean, he's been at Purdue and and mm-hmm. uh, IUPUI or how many ever letters are in that that <laughs> <laughs> that university, but um. So that's got to be a nice relief for you, and uh, I, I'm sure you've coordinated well with Brian Blair and uh, and uh, reached out and, and done a great job of landing somebody as talented as him. That's got to be fantastic. Yeah, it was 
was a really excited, actually, I was really, yeah, excited about our, our pool of candidates and um, every single person we brought on campus actually is currently an assistant in the Para 5 at all, at, in a major conference. So that was really fun to see the level of talent and, and, and coaching expertise that was interested in this job. You know, credit to Nick for how much he built the men's program here at Toledo. It's a better job than it was four years ago. And I think the quality of candidates showed that. So, um, and I'm just, you know, excited to have uh, somebody else to, you know, have around the office. <laughs> yeah. Have kind some support and help out and, and do things. So coach, I got a question for you that um, you can probably definitely answer since you work with both cross country and the long distance side of the track team. Um, do a lot of your cross country girls or guys vice or vice versa, long distance runners, do they run both, uh, like often? Yeah. So it's a bit complicated on the men's side because we are only a men's cross country program. So the university of Toledo doesn't sponsor men's indoor or outdoor track and field. Lo- would love that to change in the future, which is lame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's another podcast. We can talk about that, but <laughs> absolutely. you know, we'd, we'd love to see us bring back men's outdoor track. I think there's a whole track team on the football team that could help us guys that are like state oh, champions sure. in the hundred and the shot put and anyway, but that's a different argument. So those guys are in their non-traditional season, sort of like, a, you know, like tennis might have some matches or games in the fall, but really they're in season right now, just finishing up. So it ends up being like that for our men's uh, cross country guys on the track. They, they, for example, they are going to the pen relays this weekend. As a matter of fact, they leave tomorrow, um, but they just can't compete at the conference or um, national level in track and field. And then our women's distance runners, every single one of them is a track and field athlete as well. And is on our indoor roster and outdoor roster. And I um, have never signed an athlete who's going to only participate in cross. Um, We sort of expect them all to be able to also step up on the track. Right. Um, So yeah, that's kind of, I mean, every now and then you might get, especially a transfer or an athlete who only has cross country eligibility left over, in which case, you know, we might go that route, but um yeah, but pretty much we expect them to be able to be three sport, you know, the three sports, be able to handle all of those seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's probably good just because, I mean, you're going to be constantly training anyways. Mm-hmm. So why not compete while, while training all year round? And I feel like that's one of the only sports that you can compete all year round in different areas and still be technically doing something for maybe if you were like mainly a cross runner and then like you you know, you're going to do the distance and track and field. So now it's like, might as well just do it all and keep training, keep competing all year round, keep the body going, which is pretty cool. Cause no other sport does that in my opinion. Right. Right. I mean, in high school, I, I know you get it a lot, probably not in college, but you had a lot multi, of fo- football multi, players that'll run track in the spring, mm-hmm. you know, to keep it. It was shaping. a requirement for us. You had to play another sport. Um, if you wanted to be on our football team, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, so uh, coach, I got uh, another um, fun start to a conversation here. <laughs> so I see we have the pen relays coming up, mm-hmm. and I've never seen a event with this many people, like schools <laughs> and age groups. Like it, it goes from sixth grade or seventh grade all the way to seventy year olds, and it is across the country. I am just baffled. Out. So <laughs> I see where I see we're headed there. And uh, yes. so what are we, are we excited? We, 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 we ready to go. Like what's, what's our game plan and how are we doing this? So Penrose is super unique. It's super exciting event. It's probably one of the longest running uh, track and field meets in the United States. It's history goes way, way, way back. 
Um, and they actually called the pen relays carnival for a reason because it's kind of madness. <laughs> um, and it has like there's international high school teams. There's always these Jamaican yeah, Jamaica. teams that come in. Mm-hmm. High school teams. There's also pro races. So you got the you know, Olympians and professional runners out there, and then you have the college sections. Um, and what makes it really fun is on and sometimes on a Saturday at the pen relays because you have this mix of pros and college and high school. You literally have a packed stadium that is normally a football stadium filled with people there to watch a track meet. And that's a pretty special thing. It's not that, you know, it doesn't happen that often in our sport. So I think that's what makes pen relays so fun and so special is it's rare for our kids to get in that kind of atmosphere. Um, so it, it's a fun thing to be able to take them out there. And it's a, a historic stadium and you feel it when you walk in there, just the history of that place. They've renovated, but you, you could absolutely feel the history. Yeah. Traditionally, isn't the Penn Relays nationally televised too? So, so everybody around mm-hmm. the country can see their kids or their, you know, their, their nephews or nieces and, and family running. So that's, that's a great aspect of it as well. Yeah, they do. They do carry a couple hours of it, like on a live broadcast. Um, so that's really fun. That tends to be kind of the more elite stuff, but um, I mean, the cool thing about it too is it's right there in basically downtown Philadelphia, and there have there's like street vendors, like people out there selling t-shirts and funnel <laughs> cakes, and like it's just like so for some of the our runners, deal. especially yeah, like our Midwestern kids never seen something like this. It's just like what and the what what you know. Like, I know, like, right? Oh. The, the closest thing in the Midwest maybe <laughs> the Drake relays, but even then, you're you're not in downtown Philly, especially <laughs> right? That, like, so. Element got this whole different thing going on like i said people are hawking their own homemade t-shirts you know there's like um it's pretty it is a pretty neat thing i I think it's fun that's the part of this sport i actually love is taking athletes to places in the country that they would never normally see so talk a little bit about um are all the athletes going from the women's team and the men's uh distance team or or how many athletes Uh, we're taking a it's a pretty small group. We're taking eight um, because it's also hard to get into. You have right. to meet some sta- some standards. Stations. Yeah, you have to get accepted into the meet. You have to apply sort of thing and then get accepted. They, the fields are fairly small. So um, those are the athletes that were taking the meet, that were accepted into the meet. We have three men running, um, and then we have five women. Okay, and are those all distance for the women? or Yeah, okay. Um 1500 meters is the lowest they actually don't have an 800 like an open 800 meter they have a four by 800 meter relay so we didn't um so there really was an opportunity they like they do this weird relay like the shuttle hurdle hurdle relay (laughs) yeah that's the coolest thing you've ever seen is like you have to keep one lane open and they hurdle and hand off it's weird but But it's hurdlers get to be on a relay right that's cool and they never get to otherwise Right. So it, it is like a carnival though, but it also is an elite meet. Like the high schoolers running for the most part, um, in many cases are the absolute, like they're the, they're certainly the best the, on the East coast, you know, but potentially the best in the country. You're t- I was going to say, you're talking about the, like the top 50 in the nation in high school running and probably, you know, mm-hmm. the most elite, uh, college teams, I would guess as well. If, if there's that stringent of qualifications. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is absolutely a cool scene. You got the most elite programs in the country there. Um, you know, it's great exposure for our team. 
uh, to put our name, like the Toledo brand, kind of, I like to call it that, right, out there right. uh, in a space that they don't normally see us, right? Um, Toledo is a team that I don't think traditionally trekked all the way out to the pen relays. Maybe you would normally go to Drake, um, but, you know, I like to expose us to, and actually New York has been a pretty good recruiting area for us as of late. Really? Um, and we're going to get, yeah, absolutely, yeah, it has. And so we're going to continue to try to hit up that uh, New York upper, you know, upper part of New York. Right, sure. Um, and so us being, us being out there, competing at Pay really is all of the New York high schools are tuned into what's going on. So that's another important element to it. So talk a little bit about, um, I think, I think the Penn relays will be a really good exposure experience for you guys. And especially with the women's team, uh, the distance team and how well they've done this year. Uh, talk a little bit about the rest of your season and how, and how we wrap it up going into the Mac championships. Um, well, so we really need to get some things done <laughs> this weekend coming up at Penn Realize. Um, I mean, we have math qualifiers at that in that sense. I, I feel pretty good about that, but we do need to get a couple more NCA qualifiers, first round qualifiers on the board that we'd like to do that before we get to the conference meet, which is, you know, two and a half weeks from now. Um, but every now and then you got to go into that weekend and not only be competing for championships and putting points on the board, but trying to get these, these marks for the first round. So we're going to go into the Mac championships. Like I think a little, like I said, a little bit leaner than we have been in other years. We've traditionally had a lot of depth in the, in our, you know, middle to long distance event areas. So we're going to be leaner in that respect. So we're going to need our, you know, heavy hitters to really kind of get it done for us and maybe have to double and do, you know, more events than they have in the past. Um, and I think we might be able to get some points, you know, out of that sprints, jumps group, a couple here and there that we maybe haven't gotten in the past that would really help. Um, but for the most part, some of our decisions about redshirting, we're redshirting faith, redshirting at some of our star freshmen, um, just kind of building for what we think could be knock on wood, cross my fingers could be an excellent program next year outdoor track the hope is we can make a run at maybe winning i can't believe i'm saying that out loud but um, <laughs> hey, you gotta be ambitious you know that's the plan so we're trying to be a bit strategic as well and we're going to take a little bit of step back this year in terms of our placing at the back championships so we're focused on individual champions and advancing those individuals to nationals and hope we can make a run next year at a title in outdoor track well field. that sounds amazing and i think you know heading into the mac championships I, I think you guys are in a good spot and I, I, we definitely want to get in touch with you again soon, but we have one last question for you or topic question. to talk real quickly with Tom, you. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> the whole nine yards. I was doing some stalking on Twitter earlier and I seen that um, on April 4th, I think the post was made that you have signed a new contract with the university of Toledo, extending your stay till 2026. Yeah. Yeah, so that was congrats cool. on that. We're loving, thanks, we're loving thanks. that. Yeah, thanks. That was like a long time coming, kind of something we were working through, and you know, you know, doing some back and forth. But like, um, at the end of the day, it's something my family and I are super excited about. We've loved, uh, you know, honestly, in the beginning, you know, you're unsure. We've never really we don't know much about Ohio. Certainly, don't know much about this area. Um, who knows, right? How it'll work out? But it's been so great. Our family loves it. We love you know, being here in our community, Ottawa Hills and this area, um, we're, we're just loving it. So really signing that contract was probably the easiest decision I've had to make lately. So <laughs> well, there you go. That's good to hear. Absolutely. We're glad to have you here in Toledo coach. You've done amazing things in your, in your four short years here. And we look for a bright future from you and your staff as well. 
Thank you. Um, and nothing but the best of luck in the pen relays and, of course, in the MAC, you know, MAC championships coming up on Thank May you. 11th. Appreciate that. Absolutely. We hope to touch base with you uh, maybe between the uh, the MAC championships and the NCAA prelims and see where we're at. And um, let's go Rockets. Okay, good. I love it. Right now, we've got a lot of momentum going in the athletic department, so I need to... I need to not, you know, not blow it. <laughs> need to keep Absolutely. it up. Absolutely. <laughs> Try to keep those championships going. Exactly. All right. Thanks, coach. Thank you, guys.